Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. That's very grungy. Very Thank grungy. You. Today is Freedom Friday. This is Miss Kapow, and it's January 26th, 2018. Cool. And have you noticed that the world is better this week? Really? Not yeah. for my glasses. Yeah. You know no what? way. You lie. <laughs> it's better, man. I got and I my... don't mean that in a vicious way. No, you mean that in a truthful way. <laughs> no, it sucks, folks. I mean, welcome to another welcome to the Freedom Friday show on sucky, reptilian, demonic news. Folks, you're surrounded by idiots. Complete idiots. Complete. I'm yeah. telling you. I am telling you. Complete idiots. Stories for today include (laughs) (laughs) this Microsoft executive says that in 20 years, everyone, including you, will have a robot second self. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Uh, As long as he's good looking like me. And then, oh, I got a horrible story. About it's a local story for us, uh, Las Vegas. uh, About this teenager who uh, rapes classmates. Disgusting. It just it's it's the demonic takeover. It's a zombie virus. It's for sure, for sure, really is. And do you know? I'm not even tell you. This is I'm gonna wait to do this story. But people are eating something they shouldn't (laughs) eat. Uh, and you talk about you can't fix stupid. This is this is mind-boggling. But they're eating something they shouldn't eat, and they're getting sick of doing it. Um, and then this fabulous story that was sent to us uh, by our good friends John and Janie from Mesquite, Nevada. <laughs> They sent us this great story on um, the Sundance Film Festival debuted a uh, a film about these triplets. And it doesn't sound interesting at first until you read on. Mm-hmm. And it's quite fascinating. Bizarre. And then um, we're going to talk about this CDC doctor. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's not named in the article. I don't know if you noticed that, Miss Capel. Mm-hmm. But of there's no, not. yeah, there, there's no name for this guy. So, 
it's, but anyway, he it's a it's an anti vaccine um, type of thing, and um, it's stuff that we've been saying for a long time about the flu shot <sighs> causing diseases and flus and autism and all that other stuff. All right. All right. It's, it's quite a roller coaster, my friends. Quite a roller coaster. Roller coaster, roller coaster. Very good, Miss Capel. So why yes. don't you just uh uh-huh. do your thing? <laughs> you were gonna say something. Mm-mm. I'm just kidding. All right. Today's scripture is Ezekiel seven verses three through twenty-seven. Now is the end come upon thee, and I will send mine anger upon thee, and will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense upon thee all thine abominations. And mine eye shall not spare thee, neither will I have pity, but I will recompense thy ways upon thee, and thine abomination shall be in the midst of thee, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, in evil and only evil, behold, is come. An end is come, the end is come, it watches for thee, behold, it is come. The morning is come unto thee, O thou that dwellest in the land, that that time is come, the day of trouble is near, and not the sounding again of the mountains. Now I will shortly pour out my fury upon thee, and accomplish mine anger upon thee, and I will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense thee for all thine abominations." And my eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity. I will recompense thee according to thy ways and thine abominations that are in the midst of thee. And ye shall know that I am the Lord that smiteth. Behold the day, behold, it is come. The morning is gone forth, the rod hath blossomed, pride hath budded. Violence is risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs Neither shall there be wailing for them. The time is come, the day doth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is upon all the multitude of thereof. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive. For the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return, neither shall any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. They have blown the trumpet, even to make all ready, but none goeth to the battle, for my wrath is upon all multitude thereof. The sword is without, and the pestilence and the famine within. He that is in the field shall die with the sword, and he that is in the city, famine and pestilence, shall devour him. But they that escape of them shall escape, and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of the mourning, every one for his iniquity. All hands shall be feeble, and all knees shall be weak as water." They shall go grid themselves with sackcloth, and horror shall cover them, and shame shall be upon all faces, and baldness upon all their heads. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither shall fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. As for the beauty of this ornament... He said it in majesty, but they made the images of their abominations and of their detestable things therein. Therefore have I set it far from them, and I will give it into the hands of the strangers for a prey, and to the wicked of the earth for a spoil, and they shall pollute it. My face will I turn also from them, and they shall pollute my secret place, for the robbers shall enter into it and defile it. Make a chain 
for the land is full of bloody crimes, and the city is full of violence. Wherefore I will bring the worst of the heathen, and they shall possess their houses. I will also make the pomp of the strong to cease, and their holy places shall be defiled. Destruction cometh, and they shall seek peace, and there shall be none. Mischief shall come upon mischief, and rumor shall become upon rumor. Then shall they seek a vision of the prophet, but the law shall perish from the priest, and counsel from the ancients. The king shall mourn, and the prince shall be clothed with desolation, and the hands of the people of the land shall be troubled. And I will do unto them after their way, and according to their deserts will I judge them, and they shall know, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Thank you for that positive and uplifting message. You're welcome. Um, that's the kind of message that the Second Baptist Church, um, Ed Young's church, <sighs> uh, would would like to give every Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of positive. Especially uh, at the eleven eleven um, time. Yeah, eleven eleven worship service. Mm-hmm. That's what time they have. Eleven eleven. Are you kidding me? I know. And they also had Christmas under the big top with the Circus Soleil thing yep. in the church. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're talking about a satanic. Uh, yeah, so I'm being facetious. No, they would not even dare consider a scripture that you just read no. like that. Well, it's, it's too negative. It's yeah, this whole, you know. Yeah, it's the mean God. The mean God. We like to serve the nice God. Here we go, Miss Capal. You ready for this crazy wa- ride? Yeah. Wide. I almost said wide. <laughs> Do you? Everybody knows who Harry Shum is, right? Shum. Harry Shum. Not yeah. Shum. Because in the English language, there's no um in U-M. It's um. Shum. <laughs> there's no um. Even though people want to say, oh, it's Harry Shum. It's not Shum. It's Shum. He's a Shum. He's a Shum. Okay. Harry Shum is a Microsoft executive. Mm-hmm. He's vice president. Shum on him. <laughs> Shum on him. I like it. He's vice president of artificial intelligence oh. and research at Microsoft. And here's what he told Business Insider. This is true. This is what he told him. He said... Artificial intelligence will become more integrated in our daily lives as it becomes more sophisticated. And I'm telling you, folks, I don't like this stuff. You know, I know I'm going to be left way behind in a dust cloud because I don't have Alexa in my house and I don't have, I don't use Siri and, uh, you know, whatever the other ones are, I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm going to be left way behind because like, Gee, Paul, you know, you're, you're still making coffee by hand and all you had to do is tell Alexa to do it. She would have done it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, this stuff scares me. I, I just, um, there's a certain limit of information that people freely give out. And uh, it's, this is too much. You're going to be okay, kid. Business Insider asked Shum, what could someone expect in about 20 years from now with AI? And he made somewhat of a dystopian prediction that everyone, that means you and I, Ms. Kapow, mm-hmm. would have a robot assistance that in essence would be a carbon copy of themselves. Yep. Now, there are times I don't like myself very well, so I don't think that would be a good idea. No, and he's very confident. He's very confident this is going to happen. Uh... 
And if my, like, say, Ms. Capel, say my robot assistant was running around yelling like I always do (laughs) and singing really loud. Can you imagine two of us going, oh, nobody throughout the whole house? Huh? Would that be crazy? Oh, there's no words. And then what about your robot assistant running around? You know, with you, you're both picking up rocks, polishing rocks, <laughs> got rocks everywhere, tapping, <laughs> tap dancing. <It's, laughs> it sounds like a crazy world, man. Doesn't it? Yeah. I, you know, because my robot self was like me and I said, robot self, please make me a cup of coffee. It would say, screw you and your friend too. <laughs> right? It wouldn't do it because it's like me. be okay, kid. Right? Exactly. Well, so just, I, yeah. <laughs> just think of the worst of you. Yeah. Doubled. Yeah. With a a face running around. Yeah. So uh, I already got a dog like that. Uh, So he says, I think predicting the future is always hard. But one thing he firmly believes is there's going to be an ultimate form of AI as a digital assistant. Um, And he says a digital assistant that really understands you. And and with your permission. That means you're feeding it. Yeah. With your permission, knows everything about you. Is that what you want from no. Microsoft, folks? No. And already, I'm telling you, they just know so much about you. Too much. Too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing. Just this morning, I was updating Miss Kapow's phone, her iPhone. And, of course, we have the uh, the dinosaur version of iPhone 6, right? <laughs> so, you know, dinosaur version. And I, I was updating some stuff and it's amazing. Um, you know, when you go on there and you click on, you know, your, your, your name and password and all that stuff, the stuff that's in there. Yeah. I mean, they know your birth date. They, they have your main number. They know your address, your billing address. They, they have all these, your email, all these keys, pieces of information that with those, these, these key pieces of information, they can actually put together who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. You know, on, on the, on the interwebs, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's amazing that Apple has that and they have it, they have it all. And you think, when did I give that to them? Oh, probably when I signed up or when I bought the computer, you know, I don't even know how they have my birthday. When did I give that to them? But they do. So it's, um, it's amazing. So anyway, this Shum says internally, we use the words alter ego, really a second self. And he thinks that, a lot of AI capabilities will be developed within 20 years and um, there's a lot of progress already happening. So can you imagine this? And these these are the guys who want to make technology their God. Mm-hmm. They want to make AI a religion. So um, there are people like myself that uh, are concerned with Amazon's Alexa, things like that, having that in your house. Uh, but the idea of an AI assistant that functions as a kind of clone, mm. I mean, that's on another, that's just another level. Yeah. And um, guys like Elon Musk and even Stephen Hawking, which I believe is not real, they have warned about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. About the end of humanity. And uh, Yeah, because they believe that these things will turn on you because they'll, they'll have so much information on you and they've studied yeah. you so uh, greatly that, you know, and then they start thinking on themselves and blah, 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 that they can actually turn on you. Well, you, you think about how crappy fallen man is. Mm-hmm. They're crappy. 
You know, until you get that spiritual DNA changed, you're crappy. Mm -hmm. So if you develop this artificial intelligence that's more intelligent, more, you know, more moral, (laughs) everything than the crappy human genome, well, yeah, they're going to get rid of it. Just like uh, you would get rid of an anthill in your backyard. You know, I mean, it makes sense to me. You know what it is? They're mirror images of you. Yeah, that's true. It's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, as long as it, you know, it rocked the beard, it's cool. It's cool, man. No, they're going to be bald. <laughs> bald and stinky. Bald. Just like you, Brother Cabral. Uh, hey, Las mm. Vegas is a, uh, what did Trump say? A hole. <laughs> no, it is. Las Vegas is a poop hole. Don't let the lights and the makeup fool you, folks. That's a pit over there. Too many crickets. Las Vegas teen accused of raping and kidnapping classmates. Uh, the dude's totally demonically possessed. You can, did you yes. see this little Nephilim, the yeah. picture of him? His eyes? Mm-hmm. He's, he's got Nephi all over him. Yeah. You know, just looking out. You know? Uh, well, what's amazing about this story is, the, is this kid, he's 16 years old. He's still in school. I, I don't understand how it works nowadays, but I guess you can't just get rid of people. I don't know. Mm. Um, Christina Rhodes uh, is a, uh, I think she's a uh, the, the DA or something. Yeah, she's asked the prosecutor. The prosecutor. She calls this guy a predator. And he's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they put his picture and his name in the paper. I know it. I'm um, glad like, they did, though. Yeah. And he's accused of, uh, what, two dozen charges, including sexual assault, kidnapping, and child porn. 16 years old. 16. Is, is not he, this is good English here, but is not he a child himself? Yep. So he had to have started, like, kindergarten. <laughs> My goodness. Two dozen. That's 24, right? Mm-hmm. In new math, it's 20, mm-hmm. 24. Yeah. If he, was a, if he was a piece of, if he was bread or roll, it'd be 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, you're a hot dog bun. <laughs> you get eight hot dogs, 13 buns or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a brilliant system. Uh, yeah. Sexual assault, kidnapping, and child porn at 16? Yeah. Yuck. Poochie. She goes on and says that he raped multiple victims in this case. The attacks happened when he was a student at Shadow Ridge High School. Here's how he did it. He would get girls in intimate situations and then trip or force them to the ground and then violently rape them. Mm. And it didn't stop there. He also would take nude photos of his victims and then blackmail them and threaten to put the pictures around the school. I think basically that's what Hollywood does. And that's what they do with these rappers and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When they when they videotape them doing um, homosexual acts mm-hmm. and having sex with donkeys and eating feces and stuff. And then, hey, if you ever go sideways, we're going to release this stuff. Sure. Right. Uh, the prosecutor says they know of t- at least two girls who have contemplated uh, suicide because mm. of this guy. Yeah. I do. Now, he no longer goes to Shadow Ridge. High school. But guess what? He's a junior at Palo Verde High School. (laughs) So they thought it was his intelligence that made him do these things? 
So we'll just put them down in a little room. We'll put them in a school. I don't I don't know how this stuff works, man. Uh, I really don't. But of course, multiple parents from Palo Verde reached out and said uh, that was the first time they heard about it after the principal there at Palo Verde sent out an email. The principal. Hey, by the way, we have a serial rapist <laughs> going to our school. Wow. Have a nice day. We'll see you at the student teacher conference, right? Wow. So the parents are pretty upset about this. The yeah, prince- one, oh, I'm sorry. One parent said, fear. Fear is the first thing I feel. Did my daughter have anything to do with this kid? Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like, uh, this kid, uh-uh, stay away from him. Especially if, you know, he took nude photos of them and humiliated them. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid, well, if I speak up, man, he's this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the principal sent an email out, said, in essence, I want to assure you I have received no reports of any such behavior occurring on Palo Verde campus. Of course not, because he's blackmailing these these girls. Mm-hmm. He's raping them. Uh, anyway, I think this is crazy. So he was um, he was facing these charges when he was transferred to Palo Verde. And the uh, principal says, uh, you know, I don't have any control, you know, uh, of, over the district. You know, what kids they place here. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. And so he's a little upset because they passed the danger onto them. So the school knew. And then, like, they transferred him to another school. <laughs> what? I, I, that's a weird world for me. I don't understand that. Mm-mm. How you going to do that? So um, anyway, he at, at the time of this writing of this article last week, he was still going to Palo Verde. Well, <laughs> that's so scary. Yeah. And the judge set bail now at 200000 and ordered this uh, this idiot demonic nephew kid to have no contact with the alleged victims. And then he'll be back in court January 25th. Isn't that weird? It's hor- oh, that's just horrible. That is weird. And of course, the famous Las Vegas Metro Police are handling it. Same guys who are handling the Stephen Paddock, one lone man shooter, October 1st. Yeah. At the Harvest 91 Harvest Festival. Well, I feel so much better now yes. knowing that. Joe Lombardo's boys. I need to take a commercial break before I talk about what people are eating because this <laughs> and one is not cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's not good. And we're going to be right back, but this is going to blow your mind. It really is. Would you find out the, the level that, uh, yeah, we're dipping to here. All right. Hello, Kapow radio show listener. You came here to get assistance, knowledge, or perhaps to be part of a unique community that exposes evil. We thank you for your compassionate and strong prayers through the years. Since 2011, we have had over 370,000 listens to over 1,000 episodes of free Bible teaching and spiritual commentary. However, we are experiencing rising production costs within our podcast hosting platforms, free apps, online advertising, website hosting, and aging equipment. We continue to finance the cost in order to bring a unique biblical message to the listener free of charge. You can share in that work while expanding the message to new global audiences. Would you consider a small donation? 
share because the world has become much darker and needs to hear truth. It only takes a minute by going to the desktop sites of kapowradioshow.com or fifthhookmedia.com and clicking the donate button. We thank you in advance for any small amount that is placed upon your heart and for joining us in the kingdom against powers of wickedness. Uh, we are back. We're back. Okay, this is, my goodness, please tell me this isn't true. It's from the New York Times, so it must be true. It must be true. The headline reads this. Yes, people really are eating Tide Pods. (laughs) And no, it's not safe. Everybody know what Tide Pods are, right? You use them, Miss Capow, don't you? I did. I don't use them anymore. Because they, they were too a- tempting. I wanted to eat them. <laughs> You're trying to watch your uh, weight. Yeah, and the calories are uh, yeah. astronomical. <laughs> you found yourself licking one at night <laughs> under your pillow. <laughs> Brother Capow won't see this. Yeah, Skipper Key wanted some. It's yeah. like, nah, I'm not going to share with you. Now, why did you quit using them as a laundry uh, item? Um. I didn't like the way they were um, dissolving. Yeah, that that plastic. That plastic, and so I thought, yeah. Well, you know, that's got to go on your clothes too, doesn't it? Well, the plastic, I don't know, but I just didn't like the uh, yeah the way it didn't dissolve properly. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it. But anyway, that's not what people are doing with these things. No, so, they're actually eating them. Yeah, and you know what these are, right? The Tide Pods. That's um. Laundry soap. Laundry soap in a plastic wrap in their multicolored swirls. You put them in your uh, your washer your and they washer. dissolve. And it washes your clothes. So it's, it's... It's soap. Soap! It's laundry soap! Tide Pods. So here we go. Maybe they think it's Tide Pad. <laughs> <laughs> Tide Pod and Tide Pad. That's a I big... can see the, you know... That'd be a good yeah. cartoon, huh? Right? You know, two dogs. You know, I thought it said type ad. You know, I, I think that's funny. That's funny, Mr. Parent. Thank you. The article says it seems every few weeks another challenge takes social media by storm. Right there, it shows you that we've reached a level of stupidity. Stupidity that's beyond historical social media. And everybody's taking challenges. Remember the ice bucket challenge? Oh, yes. For Al's? Well, now the old people out here are doing it. <laughs> no, no, they're taking a polar bear. They, well, it's the same thing. It's, <laughs> no. ice, it's cold water. <laughs> it's cold water. <laughs> no, they're doing the polar bear. Uh, <laughs> and they're doing that for the Special Olympics out here. We do have, <laughs> we have a senior Special Olympics out here. I'm not kidding you. And um, so they raise money for that. So they, they're jumping into I'm the... I'm just uh, saying, it's probably not that healthy. <laughs> it probably isn't. Especially when you're, you know, 90. Yeah. <laughs> and you hit that cold water. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't think that's one of the brightest things. Well, I, I follow the obituaries just to see you know, <laughs> <laughs> who I may know. Equally. So, <laughs> uh, it's true. But anyway, that ice bucket challenge where they threw ice on each other. And they do all kinds of stuff. I guess there's one called a bottle flipping craze. I'd never heard of that one. Mm. I, I don't know why. I guess because I don't follow social media. Maybe that's why, because I'm old. Uh, but then there's fads that are um, kind of dangerous. Yeah, like this one. It's called the Tide Pod Challenge. Folks, 
Do, do you remember? Now, I'm old enough to remember this. When I was a kid growing up and I'd do something stupid with Harry, you know, my next door neighbor. <laughs> and then my mom would say, why'd you do that? And I'd go, well, Harry did it. And then the, the thing, my mom would say, well, if Harry told you to jump off a bridge, would you? Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's kind of like that. So if somebody challenge you, challenge you to jump off a bridge on the oncoming traffic, the answer is probably no. I'm just saying. But a Tide Pod challenge. Now that. <sighs> who can resist that one? No. Now here's what it involves. It involves biting down on a brightly colored laundry detergent packet. A packet of any brand. It doesn't have to be Tide. It could be Gain. Well, that's good. You have a yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard Gain actually tastes a little sweeter. Okay. And then spitting out or ingesting its contents. Folks, it's laundry soap, concentrated laundry soap in a dissolvable plastic thing. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube and Facebook said they will remove material showing people who have recorded themselves performing the challenge. And then, of course, Tide had to release a video uh, in which they, uh, they got Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots. They had to get some celebrity guy to discourage the practice. Oh, that's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. You can't rely on your common sense. No. <laughs> you need another bozo to tell you, this is wrong. <laughs> so they're, wow. So in the first half of January, the poison control centers handled 39 cases in which teenagers, go figure, were intentionally exposed to the detergent packets. There was um, as many as in all of 2016, just this last, this just month, actually. Remember we saw on TV too, um, we were looking at something and, and, and these newscasters were eating really um, like hot sauce or something. Oh. Remember that it was so hot that some of them actually threw up. Yes. What What is that? that uh, I don't they call it, Sco you know, it's a Scoville. Um, I, I, yeah. Well, anyways, the heat that must have been another. Yes. Challenge. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were actually crying and wanting to die. Yeah. You remember that? The, yeah, barfing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Anyways, I just thought of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess some of these kids are children five and younger See. are being exposed to the packets. See. Uh, there was 10,570 reports on oh the poison control gosh. over this. So it's, it's, it's going on. Uh, let's see. Tide, for example, began selling its pods in February 2012. About a year later, federal consumer safety officials were compelled to warn families that children might eat them. <laughs> now, you could see children because it looks like candy. Yeah. With the swirls and stuff. But adults? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's just stupid because they know what it is. Yeah. The companies that make the packets use different formulas. But one thing is clear. They all contain soap. <laughs> they all contain soap. Highly concentrated soap, by the so way. So the mystery is solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In case you were wondering what's in it. Oh, and there's all kinds of other chemicals and stuff in there. They contain 90% active ingredients and 10% water. A dissolvable covering holds it all in. Can you imagine that in your gut? <laughs> yeah, in your intestines. So uh, they said what we've seen is when children or adults bite into these things that moisture-sensitive membranes 
basically just disintegrates and the contents explode inside your mouth. Wow. And that's when the pain sets in. Because <laughs> the chemicals cause severe burns in the mouth, the esophagus, the respiratory tract. And uh, adding that very young or very old patients uh, with cognitive issues Mm-mm-mm. have been rushed to the emergency rooms uh, for eating this. So now, how did it start, Miss Capel? How did this thing start? How did it start? They how? say uh, the challenge is murky. It's probably the CIA or something, right? Mm-hmm. They're all laughing. <laughs> you know, let's start let's, this. Yeah. You know, uh, but jokes have circulated online about the temptation of a product that is known to be dangerous, but that bears a resemblance to brightly colored candy. In late 2015, it's only. Less than two years ago, the satirical publication The Onion published a commentary from a child's perspective in which he vowed to consume one. And it reads in part, quote, from the very second I saw those blue and red detergent pods come out of that shopping bag last week, I knew immediately that come hell or high water, I would eat one of those things. Now, this is satire, right? Yeah. 2015. Uh, there's a comedy website called College Humor, and they posted a video sketch in which a man agonized over his desire to eat the pods. And he compared wow. to Gushers, the fruit snacks with a liquid center and chewing, chewy outer covering. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. And then there's other jokes that surfaced online featuring real or, or doctored images of the pods made to look like food, such as pizza toppings. <laughs> now, this is going to shock you. Because I know you you think Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, is like a brilliant Democrat guy. Well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And his niece is, uh, what was that? Yeah, that Amy Schumer. Yeah, Amy Schumer. Yeah. Um, Chuck Schumer is, uh, is a whole, even a senator, Chuck Schumer of New York. This is, this is surprising. But he once said that he was tempted to eat a pod because of its bright colors. <laughs> And here's what he said. Honest. This is at a 2012 news conference. He said, quote, I don't know why they make them look so delicious. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Chuck ahead. Schumer. Go ahead. Eat one. <laughs> yeah. Eat three, Chuck. <laughs> eat three. Give one to your niece. Oh, She'll eat goodness. it. She'll eat anything. <laughs> She'll eat anything. Yeah, you can look at her. She'll eat anything. Oh, that's mean. Why are you body shamer, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know what? They just don't look I'm delicious to me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, Miss Capel, we got to move on with the new story. We got to keep the momentum up. How about the triplets split oh. at birth? I, I remember reading this headline, but I, I did not open the article because it didn't seem interesting to me. Till, like I said, my good friend uh, sent this to us and said, check this out. And I went, whoa! Sundance debuts Dark Tale of Triplets split at birth. It's kind of sad, really. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. To do these to people. But yeah. Yeah, and, but they do it all the time. Yeah. In fact, I'd love to see this, this film um, at some point. I think it'd be really interesting. 
So it says, uh, if it was a conspiracy thriller, it would be dismissed as far-fetched, but Tim Wardle's astonishing story of triplets separated at birth and reunited by pure chance is all too real. So far, so good, right? Mm-hmm. It's a documentary called Three Identical Strangers, and it premiered at the Sundance Festival. And um, anyway, it's kind, of, it's kind of dark. Here's what, here's what happened. In 1980, one of the one of the kids, one of the brothers, had enrolled at a community college. It was about two hours from New York, and when he enrolled at this college, he was told he had a double named Eddie who looked just like him and who had just quit, like Gee, a doppelganger. Wow! So this guy tracked down <clears throat> this this other guy, and sure enough. They were stunned to find out they looked exactly alike. Mm. They also had the same birthday, interest, voices, mannerisms, even the same hands. Wow. Or like hands. Mm-hmm. So the chance reunion of twins that were separated at birth was enough to make the front pages of a local tabloid. Right? Mm-hmm. Then there was another man who read about these newly acquainted brothers. And then realized, he saw the picture, and he said, heck, I look just like them too. Wow. And I have the same birthday, and I was also adopted. Wow. So the uh, the three men met. They hit it off immediately. They moved mm-hmm. in together, and um, they all went to the same degree course in international marketing. It sounds good so far, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they kind of became celebrities in their own right in the Manhattan club scene. And they even did a uh, cameo appearance on Madonna's first major movie, Mm. Desperately Seeking Susan. And so uh, everything seems kind of cool, right? So they got along great together. And uh, what they said is it was a joy they'd never experienced. And they opened up a restaurant and they called it Triplets. Now that's clever. Yeah. They called triplets. They sold Eastern European fare, not Tide Pods, Eastern <laughs> European fare. Um, and they had a ball. They, they had a lot of fun. But as, as they, as years went on and the tempers, you know, and they, they had their problems. And so, um, one of them, uh, quit the business. Mm-hmm. One guy quit the business and then the story kind of cha- takes a tragic turn. And then the other guy, Eddie, you know, the second twin, had uh, become depressed and unstable, and then he killed himself at age 33. Wow. There's your number. There's your number. Bang. When you read these stories, you look for the numbers. There it is. So he's dead at 33, right? Mm. But here's where it gets cuckoo. Cuckoo. Because the mystery around their infancy... And why they didn't know each other, but yet they all lived within a hundred miles. <laughs> Is that something? Mm. Here's here's this discovery that was made. The triplets, it turned out. Are you ready for this, folks? Because this is real. This is not a, this isn't made up. This really happened. It's terrible. And it's happening today. It went on yesterday and it's going on today somewhere to somewhere. Somebody not treating somebody right. Uh-huh. The triplets, it turned out, were among a number of identical siblings split up as part of a dark 1960s nature versus nurture social experiment Mm. 
led by psychoanalyst Peter Neubauer. Are you ready for this drum roll? Of the Jewish Board of Family and Children's Services in Manhattan. Kabbalists. Kabbalists, Miss Kapow. Bing, bing, bing. These are Jewish Kabbalists. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with who they serve. That's right. This guy is a Satanist. Peter Neubauer of the Jewish Board of Family and Children's Services conducted a social experiment without the parents knowing or the adopting parents knowing or the kids knowing to see if it's nature versus nurture. And these kids were separated at birth. Mm, mm, mm. That's right here in America, folks. That was in the 60s. And you don't think it goes on today? They're constantly experimenting on the human. Mm -hmm. Visits by researchers throughout their childhoods were explained away as child development study. When in reality, Neubauer, the Kabbalist Jew Neubauer, was scrutinizing the brothers' personalities and relationships with their very diverse adoptive families. Mm. Now, doesn't that sound like Hitler? Yep. Sounds like eugenics, the experiment, uh, the Dr. Bengala with the twins, right? Yep. It's here in America, folks. And one of the boys say, we really didn't understand just how, uh, whatever. (laughs) We really didn't understand just how bad these people behaved. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he also said all six adoptive parents were angered that they'd been kept in the dark. They didn't know. Sure, yeah. And he says, as we got older, we got married, became parents ourselves, we realized how impactful it was. And he says, we're victims, not participants. That's right. They call us participants, but they never participated. They were Mm -hmm. victims. So this, uh, the guy who did the documentary came across the story and said, hey, that's extraordinary. I'm going to do a film on that. So good thing he did because he got it out. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I know. That's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible to do that to somebody. Yeah. Now the Jewish board of family services still exists, folks. And they agreed to give the surviving brothers access to 100,000 pages of heavily redacted notes on their evaluations after filming was completed. Well, that's what very a, nice. Of yeah, them. heavily redacted. We're not going to tell you what we're really experimenting on. You know who knows who knows what the who the bio parents are on these guys. Mm-hmm. Are they real? Were they made in a test tube? Are they genetically modified? Are they part alien hybrid? Seriously, yep. get your tinfoil hats on, folks. <laughs> Come and join me in my dark spaces of conspiratorial thought. This is not right. It's not. <laughs> We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. I'm just waiting for the bus. This place sucks. <sighs> but there was no, uh, all these papers that they got, it was far from a formal research paper. And it included no explanations as to what this crazy capitalist psychoanalyst nut bucket was doing and why. Or what his researchers had learned. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one one kid uh, ended up keep, he, they kept running the restaurant with his other brother, but after five years, it lost its luster and they closed. 
Uh, one guy went on to work in insurance. The other guy became a, an attorney because the other brother killed himself at age 33. And that's something. And that's something? Yeah. Wow. No one ever apologized to these guys. And the not. Jewish board declined to take part in the documentary. Wow. They're yeah. heartless, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Just uh, totally ruined these people's lives. Yeah. They were not participants. They're victims. I thought that was an incredible story. Yes. I really did because it's, uh, it went on yesterday and it's going on today. It certainly is. Yep. Happened out in Vegas and it happened in Moline. On the blue blood streets of Boston, out in Berkeley, out in Queens. Right, Ms. Capone? You're absolutely And it went on yesterday and it's going on today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a song. Someone somewhere ain't treating somebody right. Something like that. <laughs> One last story, Ms. Kapow. You've been saying this for years. Oh, about the uh, flu shots. The flu I shots. I don't believe in them. You don't believe in them. We don't take flu shots. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, the guy's not named. I wish they I would have named. Well, of the, course not. Yeah, I know because his whole career would have been out. But it would have, it just, at this day of age with credibility, you need you need to have that. This is from your newswire.com. And it just says CDC doctor says disastrous flu shot is causing deadly flu outbreak. Uh, a CDC doctor has warned this year's disastrous flu shot may be responsible for the deadly flu epidemic sweeping the country. He said some of the patients I've administered the flu shot to this year have died. Mm. Wow. And he said, I don't care who you are. This scares the crap out of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said, we have seen people dying across the country of the flu. And one thing nearly all of them have in common is they got the flu shot. Well, look how many people are sick here. I know. A lot of people are sick. I'm thinking, ah, you know, you don't have kids in school and stuff. How are you getting sick? And some of them are getting like getting that flu twice. Yeah, there's different strains of it. It hits their gut or it hits their respiratory, something like that. Strange. Now, I haven't got sick at all because I've uh, been nourishing on Tide Pods. And uh, no, there's something in there that just keeps you well, clean. cleans you. Yeah, it's soap. Um, anyway, scientists were worried that this year a flu was going to be, you know, bad, right? Heartbreaking. But this particular CDC doctor had the experience of patients dying of the flu after receiving a flu shot. He said, that's not uncommon. Uh, he said, eight, let's give them more. Let's give them more. Yeah. He said, eight Santa Barbara County residents have died from the flu. Um, and seven out of the eight had the flu shot. Wow. What does that tell you? Yeah. Hmm? He says it's a deadly pattern replicating itself across the country. Uh, Health officials are still telling people to get the flu shot, even though it does not work well this season. And they started to admit that the vaccine is only 10% effective. Wow. Mm -hmm. Not even worth getting. Yeah. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry, medical experts, and mainstream media work hard to convince us to get vaccinated against the flu. And 2018 was no different. We're not being told the whole story that the big pharma companies provide mainstream media outlets with huge percentage of their advertising revenue. 
Big pharma companies actually spend far more on advertising than research. Mm-hmm. They say they're taking hundreds of billions of dollars in. Big pharma's dollars have effectively purchased the silence of mainstream media. And you can no longer believe anything they say about pharmaceuticals, especially vaccines. Exactly. Big Pharma is desperate to ensure mainstream media outlets never tell us about the adverse reactions or toxic chemicals being injected into us in the flu shot. Mm-hmm. And it goes on and there's, it goes on and it says uh, that they contain dangerous uh, ingredients. Yeah. Like mercury. Yeah. Mercury toxicity. Uh, and guess what that causes? Depression, memory loss, cardiovascular diseases, respiratory problems, ADD, oral health problems, and digestive imbalances and other serious health issues. Wow. The flu vaccines actually do not uh, immunize, but sensitize the body against the virus. And it's true. You notice how uh, children get sick almost immediately after following a vaccination? Mm -hmm. Because the flu virus is introduced into the body. So rather than immunize it, it actually only sensitizes the body against it. And the fact that it causes individuals to get ill following the shot indicates immunosuppression or lowering of the immunity. It also makes you more susceptible to pneumonia and other contagious diseases. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I can see that. Influenza, influenza, pneumonia and all that stuff. And it weakens your immune system, your responses. Yep. How about this one? Serious neurological disorders. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer probably had some flu shots because he he thought the Tide Pods looked delicious. <laughs> he says, "Why do they gotta make them look so good? What a what a goofball!" Crying Schumer. Uh, there's evidence now suggests that ingredients in flu vaccinations actually cause serious neurological disorders. In, 19, in 1976, there was a significant number of those who received the vaccine and they acquired, I don't even know how to say this. Julian Barr or Julian, Julian Barr, I think. Yeah. Julian Barr syndrome. It's a disorder that's characterized by permanent nerve damage and even paralysis. Ooh, that was in 76. Mm-hmm. And these flu vaccines contain a detergent, so those pods, <laughs> mercury, formaldehyde, and strains of live flu virus. Oh, my Lord. Just inject yourself with some poison. Wow. And it's all pushed by big pharma. People are making billions of dollars a year. You know, that's who we're trusting with our health, right? Exactly. Wow. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, take it for what it's worth. Do whatever you want, but... uh, as for me and my house, we are not going. Yeah, we don't, we're not going to mess with that stuff. And if I ever get uh, a second self robot, it's not going to take the flu virus either. No, never, 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 never. <laughs> All right, Miss Capel, are we done? We have no more stories. No, that's a, that's Good enough, story. man. That's enough. All right, we gotta have some Tide Pod pizza. <laughs> Gross. That yeah. picture doesn't even look good. Mm-mm. You know how I love pizza. I, yeah, because you like cheese. I know. The Tide Pods just ruin it. What's wrong with you? That's like putting like peppermint patties on a pizza. It's not even funny. It's not. Get out of here! 
Okay, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, babies. <laughs>